Hi, this is Bernie Torrance. And I'm Carol Yoder, and we'd like to invite you to our program called Living Stones. It's time to move from being a stepping stone to a living stone. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Remember, God doesn't waste anything. You're created to be a believer, walking in wisdom and values. Well, Carol, I'm always so excited about this day of our week because it's uh, it's Precovery Day where we celebrate those precepts of of recovery. And we've got Dan Schlager with us. Welcome, Dan. Welcome, Dan. It's so good to have you back again. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you. And you've been so generous. We're going to look today at the uh, the pillar of choice, which is generosity. But I-, I wanted to recap, if I could, because, man, that first week when we learned uh, about self-control and our greatest superpower, Carol, what is it? It's that we're powerless. Oh, my goodness. And that's one. Was that a tough one for you to learn, Dan? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Admitting you're powerless when, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all, all my all my life, kind of being a control freak sure. and uh, self will, and you know, in the athletic arena and everything. So, absolutely. And then uh, we talked about the 24 hour compartments, and I've been living those. Have you experienced that in your life, Carol? Yeah, I think 24 hours goes by so fast, but at the same time, you know, it's it's nice to have that beginning and end that we can say, okay, this day is done. Mm-hmm. And just thanking God for that day. Not only, I think, the, that compartment going forward, but yeah. looking back on 24-hour. And we've days. got a busload full of people that are doing this with us. It's amazing. This week, I was able to go into the uh, the prison where our goal was to be able to take this as part of a pre-covery program at the prisons. But, uh, but we have... Uh, over 20 people that are with us on this journey every day and to to watch what's happening from their responses. And daily, like you said, everybody checking in, I mm-hmm. think has been, you know, th- that is what keeps us the momentum going and it challenges us to keep up mm-hmm. with those that are really digging in. Well, the second pillar of choice is the pillar of generosity. And, um, you know, as we as we look at this today, uh, there's something that I've I've witnessed in Dan's life, and that's that he's quick to ask forgiveness and give forgiveness. And I thought, man, that is a generous part of life. Is that how did you learn that, Dan? The the asking and the giving of forgiveness. Uh, going through the process, you know, I'd, I'd say if there were two words to uh, describe the recovery process, it's let go. And also learning to let go in the second pillar. So it deals with, you know, developing a teachable spirit and learning to let go. So just going all the way through the, the process and digging deep and uh, finding out where you've wrong, been wronged and where you've wronged others. And then uh, going and setting that right. Um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to do, but when you go through, you, you're free. You know, you experience a freedom like it's unexplainable. And honesty and generosity go so perfectly uh, together, as uh, we get into the week, we'll hear from John Schrock, and that he said that that uh, honesty and generosity are such a key to life. It's the giving and receiving. I think too about the vulnerability mm-hmm. of yeah. honesty and generosity. That mm-hmm. giving and forgiving. Wow, you have to be, you have to dig inside yourself. It feels 
like you're being exposed at times. Mm -hmm. But I think that that is the key that when we open ourselves up, when we forgive ourselves, Mm -hmm. maybe even and others, that there is something that's released and that that helps us to let go. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that picture even of holding instead of holding on to something, holding Mm -hmm. on to a grudge, holding on to resentment that we open, we have an open hand mm-hmm. and that we're letting go of something or some letting someone else go that we've held captive maybe. Mm, that's so powerful. Dan, when we have talked um, in our conversations, it's so wonderful with a 12-step program because it's so obvious how every one of the steps go together. But that final step, you've mentioned a couple times to me where you reach back and you grab someone with you. Uh, tell me the the ethic of being anonymous. Why why is it so important to you? Because you always say that, you know, don't make me a hero. Don't put me on a pedestal. That's not what this is all about. We're, I'm part of a society. How did that get in you? Because that, that is really generous. I mean, that's what makes it so beautiful is that he's not looking for his name to be on something. Well, and I want to thank you, Dan, because you are, you do have to be vulnerable and you have to, by by um, being vulnerable, you're bringing us along on mm-hmm. your journey and the things that you've learned. And I feel like those things aren't wasted. But I would love to hear too what you what you have learned in that in that letting go and and giving and forgiving, and then take bringing someone along, yes. which is also generosity. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, you know anonymity. Being honest, I mean, it's kind of like. You know, when you go and do something kind, like you want to go tell the world about it, right? Like sure. you want everybody, you want sure. everybody to know because it's the ego. And so, for for me, like pride is probably the the, the biggest sin of all. And uh, you know, they want to, you know, just be humble and just, you know, you should want to go do the right thing and and do something kind for others without being recognized at all. I mean, I'm not. I don't think I fully embrace that. Um, you know, I'm not total ego deflation, but it's I've gotten a lot better than where I started, you know, through this process. And in recovery, literally every day you are meeting with people. Every day, right, Dan? Every day, yep. Every morning I go to 7 a.m. And it can be in different places. That's the beauty of the society is that anywhere in the world that you would go, you can find a, a, a small group. You know, Carol, it's, it's like a church, honestly. It mm. just is really a fellowship for sure. Yeah, we've experienced that in in small groups. And uh-huh. uh, church probably is a little bit like a, sure. a self-contained, you know, recovery, pre-covery program, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I will call it, because I also want to keep honor for that recovery program um, because it's just so important. But a group going somewhere together oh is so important. Community. Yes. Yeah. Having community. And you were saying, Dan, that in many of your groups, uh, you know, money and status is uh, all brought to the, the the end. I mean, you can be with guys that are, <laughs> are multimillionaires that are, that are saying, hey, man, I'm powerless. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't judge, you know, so the disease and it's it's from all walks of life and we're all there for a common um you know the same common purpose so it's there's power in that you know 
When you say dis-ease, I, that's the other thing I've learned from him. It, it's dis-ease. Yeah. I, that's what I hear. I don't hear disease. I hear dis-ease. And that's the core of anxiety, isn't it, Carol? I love that. I love that thought that we can say that word two different ways because that really does, it gives us a bigger picture i think when we think of disease we think of a virus yes, or uh-huh. we think right, of exactly. physical illness but dis-ease we can all relate to that man in our emotions and we talked mm. about those quadrants yes if we can talk about those again yes. and what were those four quadrants that we that we function in oh the physical emotional mental and spiritual so that dis-ease oh registers in those quadrants. Amazing. And and Dan, you you talked so openly in our one of our first broadcasts where um you said you were afraid to go to a place, but then when you took a a, a drink or had substance, you had confidence to go in. And that would be that dis-ease. It's like uh, you know, that's uh, you know, what am I gonna say or whatever? What is that? false courage or what takes place that uh that really makes it easier to go in because that's when you find out that the substance <laughs> makes you more likable and more friendly and more open and more funny and yeah all of those things huh dan and so how yeah. do you, and how do you manage that now dan oh, well uh, yeah like like i said i mean it uh you know it would make me feel comfortable to go out in, into the social scene so, uh, you know, again, when you're doing it, you really don't know. Like people call it pre-gaming or whatever. I had four or five, six drinks before I even showed up <laughs> to wherever you're going, you know, and then it just goes on from there. And so it just make me feel feel comfortable, um, you know, and feel like I, I kind of belonged and could, could act, took away the fear, the anxiety and everything. And uh, except for a while, it uh it, it worked until it turned on me and um you know now understand the, the disease and what's behind it and i you know really allergic to it it's an allergy and i can't stop once i start and bad things happen and so now i admitted i was i was powerless i went through the process and then you know god's power is now in there and it's what helps uh keep me from drinking a drug or going forward Right. And so how do you, what, what now do you do when you feel that discomfort or, or don't you deal with that anymore? Is it like, well, now I don't deal with being dis-ease. <laughs> I don't feel anxiety or I don't feel, or how do you manage that feeling when it comes? Yeah, it doesn't come um, like it did before. And I really, I don't go into um, arenas that I'm really too uncomfortable. Uh, wow. Like I say, it's a it, it's it's a process. I mean, I'm not always a hundred percent at peace, uh, but like I shared, you know, I, I literally I slide out of bed on my knees and I I surrender my will to the gods and I feel like He's in control and I I feel like I'm guided and uh, I know God loves me. I'm known here for a purpose and and uh, so when I kind of walk in that and there's not much, um, you know, I don't like I said, I don't go to uh, Normally go to the bars, but I'd be I'd be comfortable. Um, I stay away from my old type type of stomping grounds that I was in, mm-hmm. and uh, I just don't really um you know seem to experience too much uh, anxiety or discomfort nowadays. That's just wonderful. Now I want to look at the actual uh, vow of honesty because in it it says uh, I commit to be honest, and uh, 
then we said we will commit to be generous. And then in the generosity, uh, we resist the enemy of greed in generosity. And, and Carol, I'm thinking that, that uh, there's another element of that. It's not just greed, but there's a thing, stinginess. Explain stinginess to me. I was thinking about this. And in my mind, there's a tight-fistedness that comes uh-huh. when you're stingy, that you're holding on to something. Greed is trying to grab right. for something. Oh, it's beautiful. And stinginess is just hanging on to what we already have, in my mind. What, mm-hmm. do, what do you think? Well, no, that's that's what's powerful because it has to do with the, that's finite. That uh, If I'm stingy, I believe whatever I have, I can't replace. That's mm. what stingy is. Whereas generous, by watering others, we water ourselves. And we focused on that. But uh, but again, talking about Dan, he's so generous in what he's sharing uh, because a stingy person would be that knowledge or that truth or that testimony belongs to me. Uh, how do they open up that gate of sharing? What was the first time, Dan, when you actually told your story in the recovery process? I was pretty pretty early in the process. Um, you know, it was just the way it went down, Bernie, it was so godly. Like I, I was like, I was a down, I was beaten down, you know, I had nowhere to turn. And it's just kind of like, I feel like I was almost used, you know, and it's like all of a sudden I, two, three months there, I experienced such a peace and I was just helping people and going, going to meetings and just you know, kind of caught up in it. And so it's, it's looking back at it that I seen that I opened, opened myself up. I asked for help and all the help I needed just came my way like flood flooded in i really don't even feel like i was in control at that at that time it's um you know looking back it's it's kind of wild and this has really caught me watching like the video that we watched and kind of seeing that process it's happened so long ago a lot of new revelations have been coming up and and even in honesty man i can't believe there's so many areas of my life that i i i still not honest with myself and, I, and i'm thinking i'm i walk around and like i feel like i'm the most honest man there is then you know hearing hearing john talk about how important honesty is and one of my favorite recovery authors chuck c rigorous mm-hmm. self-honesty being the golden key i have identified a lot of areas where i've been deceiving myself through this process and it's you know waking me up even more but that's that's why we're doing this right the awakening (laughs) it is the awakening i love it it is the awakening and i don't ever want to forget that so the first time you spoke did they just say hey dan tonight's meeting we want to hear your voice or did they just put you on the spot how how did they talk about it's time to tell your story because that's what generosity is telling your story man you're just um you're just asked it's kind of like uh i was i was walking into a meeting one time and someone was like Hey, you want to share your you want to share your story today, and you really can't say no. Wow. <laughs> and then and then you get up there, and the, the feedback you get is incredible because you you experience that you're not alone. And uh, like I said, most of my life I felt like I was just walking alone, and to share like that, and then people say, "Oh man, you know," and you hear the similarities. It's like I, I can't even describe the feeling you get uh, the first time that hits you. Mm. Man, it's really in the church world, Carol, we'd call that a testimony. And uh, we know what those do uh, in our lives, that uh, one of the beautiful things about being in a smaller fellowship is that uh, testimonies are so uh, often and so rich because it's it's really right from the line of battle. This is what people are experiencing, right? 
It's amazing. I'm thinking about a verse. It talks about when we confess our sins one to another. Yes. That he's faithful and just to forgive us. And it also talks about bearing one another's burdens. Yes. And that generosity and being open My. go hand in hand with being healed and bringing others along. It's so biblical to open up to one another and share each other's burdens and therefore walk through together. Mm -hmm. And so often when we are going through things, we do it in silence and we do it in isolation. Isolation. We isolate because we don't want people to know, oh, I'm not perfect or what. It's probably the biggest lie that we face in the world. Because if it holds us in chains mm-hmm. and it holds us back from fulfilling and not only fulfilling our own destiny, but I believe helping others to see their destiny That's because they powerful. they can learn from our mistakes. And not only that, but they don't feel alone then. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm probably the only one who deals with this. We never talk about it. Well, if we would talk about oh, things, boy. then we can help each other along. That happened this week. Dan gave me a call, and I won't mention who it was about, Dan, but you called me and you goes, man down, man down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what was happening? Without mentioning names, what was happening? Oh, man, we had one of our brothers, you know, that was isolating and hurting and uh, not going and getting around people and sharing and doing the, the things he's been doing. That's what the scary the scary thing is with in these times, you know, with the social distancing and people getting, you know, having this feel like they stay stay in the house. I mean, man, you know, when you uh, you start to get in that funk and try to think your way out of it, really, you got to get out there with people and share and, and you know we had to go <laughs> rescue one of our fallen soldiers you know yeah and it was what was amazing <laughs> was that in that command because it put us all in the platoon together because that's what you i mean you issued an order dan that's what you did to me because i had to act upon it right away because there was this urgency that came uh and and really that's what it, that's what we're saying that life can be a battle life can be a struggle and we're going to be in trouble if we never learn to give of ourselves that's the Ugh, the power wow. Yeah, and how good how good does that feel he woke back up though right? like yeah. the next day it was wow you know sometimes yeah. you don't even you don't even realize i do that a lot because i'm a big 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 reader and so a lot of times something will hit me and some truth and then i'm like wow and then i'll go read like five books on it and dig even deeper and uh you know trying to figure out maybe what's wrong with me instead of sometimes like whoa get back into a, a group of, of people and share and you feel that that connection again and yeah. so it's important so beautiful you're so generous in spirit with that i want to read this verse out of the message it's james 5 16 is the verse that i was talking about it says it says this make this your common practice confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed whole whole the prayer of a person living right with god is something powerful to be reckoned with and then it goes on to say that Elijah, you know, the people that we hold in esteem in the mm-hmm. Bible were men just like sure. just like we are. And so those are powerful things. I think about my son, Cameron, who uh, it's public knowledge, he, he struggled with an eating disorder. But, you know, when he came to people, when, we, when it became an open thing, because mm-hmm. that's one of those secret things. And um, when it became 
you know, very noticeable what he was doing and counseling through counseling and a lot of doctors, but also mm -hmm. just talking about it. You know, he's doing so well today, but now he's able to help others. Mm -hmm. And I just think, again, Dan, I just want to commend you for helping us. Mm -hmm. And and there, there are many people that are going to be helped by your openness. And on these pre-covery days, yes. that's what I see is that if we can, we can just you know, set the tone that we are all in this together, this life that we mm -hmm. do, and that there is freedom that comes with sharing with one another. Mm -hmm. I vow to be generous and resist the enemy of greed, and let's add to that stinginess. <laughs> Carol, would you pray mm -hmm. for us today? Lord, we thank you so much for your word and that the truths that we find, mm. we can trace them back to your word and that you are so wise and you know how the world works and you created mm. us and you know our weaknesses and you know our strengths and you know that we're better together. Mm -hmm. And so I pray today for that spirit of generosity to come upon us, that we would not just be generous, especially during this season mm -hmm. that we're living in, mm -hmm. That we would be generous with, yes, our our um, monetary funds that we have to share, but that we would be generous of heart, generous of spirit, mm -hmm. that we would bring someone along. Is there someone isolated right now? Mm -hmm. Someone feeling lonely? Let's reach out past our own cell insecurities and reach out to others because by doing that we'll water ourselves and we'll mm -hmm. come away feeling the power of your spirit lord working through us you said we are your hands and feet and that you work through us to those around us so lord we commit today to be generous people and we ask that we do that by the power of your holy spirit in the name of jesus christ amen Amen. And Dan yeah. S., we thank you for being so generous with us. Thank you. Thank you. Focused on. Please visit us at www.lored.org for more values-based leadership material. And if you've enjoyed this program, please sign up for the weekly downloads and share this podcast with your friends.